The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Beyond, beyond, beyond. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 377. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the pride of Long Island, Colin Moriarty. Good to see you, Greg. It's good to see you, too. I love you. Thank God we're not doing this opening for the second time, because then it'd be weird. Yeah, it's it's not like we didn't forget to turn the camera on or put a thing in. Sean Finnegan turned it off. It was on when I started my countdown and sat down, and then he came in and thought he was doing us a solid by turning it on. But he wasn't, Max. He was screwing us up. Hmm. Over there. In Marty Sleva's never-rotating third chair, IGN's newest, tallest host, Max Scoville. Hey. Hey. How's it going? It's good. How are you, Stretch? I'm pretty good. Yeah. Stretch. Yeah? You like that? I threw that out there for you. I like that. That's a good one. He's uh, very tall, man. I got, yeah. I've known Max for a long time, and every time I see him... You forget. Uh, you, you do forget, because you know, we, we, we embraced. We had a really warm embrace when I came in. Uh, into the office today, and, and felt like a child again. It, yeah, I, I, it's, in the arms of your favorite soccer coach. Yeah, exa- it's exactly, exactly right. And then it gets, and then it gets <laughs> darker like that, and more that. demented from there. <laughs> uh, but he is very tall, very tall. And uh, it's, um, Sam was saying that they have to use, uh, they have to utilize the old wooden crate to uh, apple box. Yeah, the apple box. Too. Yeah, so I, I do this thing where I stand like totally spread eagle, like I'm. I don't even know what you would do in that pose. It's like some, it's like some weird. Like I'm going to be launching a spirit bomb or something. Like I just <laughs> got my legs just completely apart, kind of. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just to bring yourself down to the camera's level. Yeah. That's got to be fun. Yeah. If only they would have tested you before you came in. They would have known. They would have been able to get around these. Uh, Max, you've been on the job one week. Yeah. How's it going? It's great. I'm actually I'm, uh, I'm having a really good time. The, w- the way I've been uh, describing it to people is it feels like, it feels like junior year. Like, oh, yeah? It feels like junior year of high school. Like it's, um, it's that like first, first day of school kind of excitement, but without any of the terror that you sure. have really early on. It's like junior year. Like, oh, like I was, you know, here I am. I recognize people. I know some people. Uh, you know, maybe it's like I know some of the teachers, right? And, you know, and well, it's that's just... the thing, right? You've been IGN extended family forever. Yeah, no, and I mean, I know, I know, like everybody here. And yeah, you work pretty closely with Brian. <laughs> yeah, right. And uh, I mean, just I, I mean, I did. I was I was in Japan with with Mitch. Yeah, um, I've known you for a million years. Uh, I remember helping you move something, Colin, like a couch or something. Oh yeah, when when Scott moved out, uh, yeah, that was the first time I met you. So that was in two thousand eleven, maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we I, we moved Scott's treadmill. That was it. Oh, jeez. Which yeah. was a pain in the ass. Yes, it yeah. was. Yeah. Was did you put time. a hole in the wall like we did with your elliptical? No, no, no. We we replaced that with an elliptical that we then carried up the stairs and then dropped and then it just went through the wall in the in the hallway. Which was I was like, there. I think if we can just tip it over its side and rotate it at the top, and there was just a wall there, <laughs> right into it. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, huh? Oops, sorry about that. 
And that was our just a one moment of our cartoon life. That's how we did yeah. it. That's how the cartoon life works. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't know, this is Podcast Beyond. It's IGN's number one PlayStation podcast. It's their only PlayStation podcast. Number one PlayStation podcast on the entire internet. Now that Colin and I have left IGN and do it to freelancers, we now put up the show video and mp3 as a combined package each and every tuesday for your amusement what? at 1 p.m pacific standard time video and audio together one time it used to be that or i had separate a, i tried to, i had to separate them out because i didn't have enough time or processing power to do it but now i have both i like how you're you emphasize freelancers yeah freelancers like because yeah. then we get to lance and do things oh, okay. isn't that cool that's fantastic it's a no. hot new gears of war promotion freelancers for yeah. everybody absolutely uh, max scoville was running out of time because up at noon l- went long up at noon, it was my final up at noon with Troy Baker. You can watch it Monday. Troy then, Baker was delayed till Q1 2015. Yeah, his, <laughs> just like everything else. His flight was his flight was delayed quite a bit. Uh, Max, you're taking over up at noon. You and Brian Altano are doing the the new hotness to it. Yeah. What, yeah. I, neither of you have told me what it is. I heard Brian talking to the crowd a little bit today. What? Ex- um, what's it, some, give me gonna, some teasers here. We are going to uh, get different animals. Whoa! And have them. And they're gonna. Their handlers will come on, and we'll just ask a bunch of questions, and hopefully, it's very informative. Wow, it's a different. Um, no, it's we're, a brave we're, new we're take. We're going to be doing a much more kind of junk food bite size approach. So, as opposed to having like long form, you know, twenty two minute single episode, we're going to try to kind of bust it up a little bit. But uh, we haven't we haven't done that yet. We're still we're going to sure, pretty sure, much sure. hard rebooting it. Nice. Um, and uh, I'm not even sure if I'm supposed to be telling people this, but you know, screw it. Um, Don't I'm, worry, nobody listens to this podcast. For a week. I'm not going to get in tr- trouble, but um, <laughs> no. But uh, it's it's going to be. Um, I mean, it's going to be familiar. You know, yeah. we're not we're not like turning it into an, a show about animals like we really like, wish we could. We might, do, yeah. might be doing a let's play series where we talk. We only play games with animals in it, but um, I mean, we want to do kind of similar panel style discussion stuff, and uh, you know, just make fun of you know nerdy news because nice. that's what you do. So it's true. Well, I can't wait to see what you guys do with it. Yeah. I love you both very much. It'll be good. I, I appreciate having your blessing. That makes it. Oh, please. Yeah. Like, like anyway, I was so excited when they said you, they were looking <laughs> at you for the new host. I was like, come on. That's great. That's good. perfect. Yeah. Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper. Time for some news. Max, we didn't. Max we ran out initiated. We ran out of time to brief Max on what he needed to do on the show. Some Uh-oh. of the some of the audio cues oh won't be there. No, it's it's all good. So the rope report's a little disjointed this week because uh, it's just been a stupid day. Nobody uh, would know that if you didn't say it. If you just if you just roll with it, nobody would know. No, they would wrong. know because I usually have these very. How many items? There's the eleven report. items. I don't a know. baker's dozen. A baker's. Is that a no? That's a thirteen. Yeah, thirteen's a baker's. It's like dozen. a plumber's dozen or something. Yeah. <laughs> I think you just call it eleven and just leave it at that. That's like a really a really lousy baker's dozen. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I I baked uh, twelve, but I ate one. <laughs> Sorry. The, re- the reverse baker's dozen. Yeah. The hungry baker's dozen. Yeah. There you go. Um, let's see where we'll start here, uh, Greg. Let's start with uh, this little piece of news from our friends over at Supergiant Games. Oh, I know them. Um, Transistor, which was a nice PC slash PS4 exclusive game, uh, came out earlier this year. Uh, kind of like a strategy RPG, kind of an action strategy game. I don't know, you know a lot of different genres uh, involved there. It was a uh, mashup of genres. Exactly. They announced that uh, the game sold six hundred thousand copies, which Damn. is a pretty big deal. Um, and uh, that their game Bastion, which is their previous game, which is coming to PS4 and Vita very soon, uh, sold uh, about let's see three million, I think. Wow. Yes, three million. We're happy to see Transistor selling faster than Yeah, it's, uh, so Transistor actually sold faster relative to Bastion, according to them. Hmm. Um, and Bastion has sold over 3 million copies, the majority of which were on Xbox 360 and PC. So they'll get maybe a couple hundred thousand more when they release it on PS4 and Vita. It's I think very, a lot of people late, will rebuy. But... Well, that's the whole thing. Is I think enough time has passed. I, I'm, I'm a big fan of saying old game is old. I don't want to buy these re-releases. Something I've played before, Max, I'm not into it. Sure. But Bastion? That game yeah. was awesome, and I, I I remember I played it the day Casey Lynch got hired. I was reviewing it, and I was like, "God damn, that was a long time ago." So yeah, you're damn right on my Vita. I want to replay it. Be, yeah, I'll be right home and get be, some trophies. On Vita, I do believe get some plats. that'll look very very pretty on Vita. Yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah, yeah. man. Um, let's see. Next up, uh, let's do 
Let's do this one. PlayStation TV and controller bundle prices reduced, according to Shocking. IGN freelancer Brandon Tyrell. Or Tyrell. I don't know how to say that name. Tyrell? Sure. Let me see it. T-Y-R-R-E-L. Tyrell. Oh, that's good. It's a good Tyrell. The Tyrell Corporation. Um, so uh, this this is word has been going on for a while. People are interested in PlayStation TV, which is known as PlayStation Vita TV or Vita mm-hmm. TV. PS3 that's how it was originally introduced exactly. to us. Um, and people have noticed that uh, retailers have been... Shockingly lowering the price on this because nobody wants to buy this fine piece of hardware that nobody nobody understands this goddamn thing. Nobody asked for this thing, and here it is. Uh, the original story written by Brandon says uh, the PlayStation TV, Sony's ultra compact game streaming device, has received a significant price reduction from a number of major U.S. retailers like Amazon, Best Buy, and Walmart. As spotted by GameSpot, the standalone PlayStation TV micro console is now selling for eighty dollars USD, a noticeable markdown from the original hmm. one hundred. Um, similarly, the PlayStation TV DualShock Three bundle, which is just the Vita TV with the DualShock Three, uh, originally priced at 140 is being offered by those same retailers at a much slimmer sum of $100 USD. Um, and then the update says a Sony spokesperson has confirmed to IGN that PlayStation TV price reductions are specific to retailers and do not reflect a shift in pricing on the part of Sony. So they just have the stock that they. It's just the, the retailers are trying to cut and run. Uh, so if you're interested in getting a PS Vita TV and you've been waiting, or a PlayStation TV, whatever the, whatever the hell it's called, nice job, good uh, job on the auto. Yeah, I, 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 I stopped myself from saying yeah. the F word. Which is shocking. Um, <laughs> then you go uh, in that direction to some of those retailers. You can get it for eighty bucks. Max, have you understood the draw of a Vita TV? You know, I remember the immediate turnoff there is yeah. that that was announced kind of almost almost side by side with the with the PS4, wasn't it? It was kind of like it was around that. It was it was pretty pretty close behind or ahead of it. Yeah, it was. When was it? It was. Uh, yeah. It was before PS4 came out. It was at TGS that year, I think. So yeah, 2013. Right. And it was one of those things they didn't even bother to address the possibility of a North American release. Uh, the thing that really, really sucks about it is it uses the, the Vita memory cards. Yeah. And then it comes with a DualShock 3. So... Well, for a while, they weren't even acting... They were acting like it wouldn't even work with PS4. Like, the controller, DualShock 4. Eventually, now it does. Yeah, but it's yeah. like, come on, what the hell is Yeah, it's on? weird. I mean, our theory about this, or my theory about this for a while, was that they had... They, they made probably... A lot of them, hundreds of thousands of them. These are going to sell like hot cakes, cakes and, in Japan. And they, and they bombed in Japan. And so my assumption is that they're like, we have all this stock. Yeah. They only sold like 50,000 units total in Japan. So um, they're like, well, we got to release this elsewhere. We'll change the name, get rid of Vita so that it doesn't scare everyone off. It's a, it's an interesting, I don't know. I, I, I always say this, Max. I don't understand business. Yeah. So I don't know Shocking, much about right? it. Some other people don't also, but you know. But yeah, so when it gets down to this, it would seem like... I guess it's just some money's better than no money. Getting it yeah. out to retailers in any way, this, I'm just like, hey, this really reminds me of the Xperia PlayPhone. You guys, remember Ooh, that thing? yeah, Where I it's the like PSP this phone. isn't this isn't a PlayStation product. This is a thing that somebody decided to kind of cross brand. Right, it's so like, close that was, though. That was yeah, an Ericsson yeah. phone, basically. And yeah, like, this is this feels like something that kind of trickled over from the you know from the consumer electronics side of things, and they were like, hey, you could put a controller with this, and then you know, it's a Roku box. Yeah, but you know, yeah, it, yeah, no. swing and a miss. Uh, another story, as always, PlayStation Blog releases their their best selling games uh, for the previous month uh, to let everyone know like what was the most popular game on there. Um, so for December, the top selling PlayStation Four games in order were Grand Theft Auto Five, Minecraft, Battlefield Four, The Walking Dead Season Two, Call of Duty: Advanced Warfare. Surprise, surprise. Um, it reads like SEO keywords. Like. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's basically it. If you go down to the bottom of the list, it's um, twenty is Middle Earth: Shadow of Mordor, nineteen is Destiny, eighteen is NBA Two K Fifteen. So there's a lot. There's no surprises here at all. I would have thought uh, Shadow of Mordor charted higher than that. Uh, well, yeah, it, and it came out in what September? Yeah, a lot of people love that game. It's. I mean, a lot of the copies have already been sold, probably. Sure. Uh, PS3 games, Minecraft is a best-selling game, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare, Battlefield 4, South Park, The Stick of Truth, good to see it there. Mm. Damn right. Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag. Uh, no other big surprises here. Slender the Arrival was number 17. Wait, Black Flag? Yep. Not Unity? 
Yeah, Black Flag. Huh. Uh, no. Yeah, Assassin's Creed Freedom Cries on here and Liberation HD, but nothing about. Yeah, nothing about That's... the PS3 exclusive one or the last gen exclusive one. Huh. Interesting. You um, think Black Flag's a typo? Did we just find a typo? It could or be. We're talking about. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah, it could huh. be. Because it's know. for last month, right? It says Black Flag. Yeah, Black Flag wasn't even available on. No, Black Flag is the one from last year. Yeah. So that was available. Yeah, Pirates. nothing. Are we, nothing talking, yeah. Wait, are we talking PS3 titles? Yep. Oh, okay, I'm dumb. Never mind. I was, well, I was no, like, there oh. was a PS3 was Rogue, exclusive. Though, right? Yeah, Rogue is the one yeah. I think you're thinking yeah. about, which would be. Which, and it was supposed to be real good. How did that. Did that do well? Was I don't think so. Apparently mm-hmm. not. I mean, did people did people like it? Was it yeah, critically, critically yeah. yes, they liked okay. it. And that okay. was why there was that whole hullabaloo about embargoes, yeah. is that they didn't want the embargo for huh. Rogue to get over on this one because people were going to like Rogue more than like that one. Yeah. Uh, on Vita, Minecraft best-selling game there. Damn right. Um, Sword Art Online Hollow Fragments number two. The people are really crazy about that game. The game, the Sword Art Online game is, a, is an RPG. People really are enjoying it. The, the translation, the localization is supposed to be awful. Really? Um, yeah, like really bad. Huh. Um, but I, I don't people, even know anything about it. What's it people about? People are enjoying. So Sword Art Online is like a Japanese anime that I think is about kids that get stuck in an MMO. Yeah. And um, so they made a game about it. A new one was announced for Vita in Japan. My assumption is based on how well this is doing that Bandai Namco will bring it over. Gotcha. Uh, Binding of Isaac Rebirth was number three. Child of Light, Terraria, Don't Starve, Hotline Miami, Freedom Wars. Hell yeah. Danganronpa two. Hell yeah. And Soul Sacrifice Delta. That's Soul the top ten. Sacrifice. And then PS One Classics. Not surprisingly. Uh, Sukadin 2 and Sukadin are the top two games. Suikoden. Uh I used to, before... Suck it up. We talked about this before, <laughs> but you probably had the same experience when you were younger. Before the internet, before... Basically, when you would see a game name and you would just say it the way you thought it was said, and then your friends kind of said it the same way, so that's why I say Ninja Gaiden or Ryu. Yep. Um, I used to call it Suikoden. That's what I used to call it. And I'll never... I have to, like, actively think when I see that word. It's not called Suikoden. Is it not Suikoden? Because I thought that's how Jared Petty was pronouncing it the whole time know. when he was telling us how great it is. I think it's Suikoden. I've always been, I've been always saying Suikoden in yeah. my head. All right. Yeah. It's, still, it's, it's still Suikoden to me. Okay. Isn't that, isn't that crazy how much the internet just changed our pronunciation of made-up words? Oh, yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. I didn't know that you weren't supposed to say Mario until I moved here. So, and I had to, like, I had to drill that one out of my head. Final Fantasy VII is number three, Bully, um, PS2, Crash Bandicoot, blah, 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 blah. So, those are the top selling games. No, no, no big surprises there. Um... A little disappointing, actually, but there's just no there's no new games right now. Right, I'm right, interested right, to right. see how Evolve and uh, The Order do next month, or I guess in two months actually, since we won't get that data. That's gonna be much. really kind of curious to see how those how the basic sales of games kind of pans out because we're looking at this this weird trickle down of, of holiday releases that's just like they don't have any competition, you know? Yeah, exactly. You've got these giant huge games that are coming out in the middle of like kind of this no man's land stretch, you know? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I I feel like this is a good time for. Like mid December to the end of January, and really nice time for smaller developers to get their games out there and to kind of proliferate some of these uh, lesser known titles because they're gonna yeah. yeah like you said they're gonna get um, inundated with Evolve commercials soon and uh, I don't know if they're gonna have the order commercials but they will well I mean it's Sony so I guess I shouldn't say that actually they'll have one commercial they'll run during NBA games and then that'll will be it. it be a live action guy that looks kind of like Cole from Infamous fighting Sackboy no. And, it'll be uh, a live action guy with a weird mustache creeping around dark corners and then eyes will appear and it'll save the order and you won't have any idea what the hell they're talking about. I have this weird hunch that that's going to be one of those games that I take home kind of like on a whim and I'm like, eh, I'll check it out. It's pretty. You yeah. know, and I wind up really liking it and yeah. then, you know, championing it. But I I mean, I played a, I played a really early demo of it that didn't do it. They're like, you got a gun that shoots fire, sort of. Yeah. Have fun. Did, did you go to PlayStation Experience? Uh, no. All right, that they was had, that was my first. Yeah, that's when I played the most recent build yeah, of it. And like, I, think it was, I think it might have been my first time fighting that, a werewolf or something. Crazy. Like, it's, it actually gets interesting. No, yeah. that was that was the E3 werewolf demo. thing was E three. This one was a uh, on the airship going through fighting other guys, showing their stealth. It's mechanics. like a whole chapter, like forty minutes. Yeah. Okay, and we played it. And I was really down on that game when we first saw it uh, when it was they had revealed. Really short, like re- they, that's what I played. Like the 
that first demo that was at the preview or whatever. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Kind of like a, almost it a Gears of War three kind of thing. It. Yeah, it's really. Um, yeah, this this was better. I think I'm interested to see how this game pans out because it yeah. definitely has had an uneven ride. Yeah, since yeah, it was for revealed sure. for sure. Because um, when I first saw it, it was running like crap and it was not ready for prime time. So, uh, it well, that's like the thing is when I played it at PSX, I was like, yeah, totally. Like this seems like a game that like yeah, it's totally narrative focused yeah. and da da da. Like I want to go play this. I'd love to just sit down, and curl up in a blanket. And play. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, given that it's a it's a platform exclusive, I feel like they're probably we're probably going to see a sequel for it. Like you oh, don't yeah. throw that much development at something if you're just going to kind of abandon it, you know? Absolutely. Um, and yeah. then the second one's going to be one where like everyone's like, huh, didn't play that first one. And everyone else is like, oh, but you should have. It was cool. I don't know. That's kind of the way. I mean, un- the first Uncharted was good, but I yeah, feel like no one of, cared about Uncharted until Uncharted. That's too. a good good comparison there. I think. Um, next next uh, story, gentlemen. Uh, Mafia Two voice actor teases possible Mafia Three announcement. This isn't a huge surprise, but uh, <laughs> those tweets are hilarious. Yeah, Jenna Pitcher uh, wrote the story for IGN. It says an announcement and details on the next possible Mafia franchise installment may be coming soon. Voice actor Mafia Two protagonist Vito Scaletta, voice actor Rick Pascalone, tweet uh, teased on Twitter recently. Quote: Might have some Mafia news very soon. End quote. He responded to a fan. Then he said, uh, uh, he added that, might have some exciting news very soon, end quote. So basically saying just this, kind of the same thing. To hey, make yo, Mafia 3. Mafia news coming. There was, it was great, though, because there, there, were, there were like two tweets together. One of them was like, hey, are you like, is this any new Mafia? And he's like, I'm going to have some news coming. And then the next tweet below that was somebody being like, hey, I hope you had a good Christmas. And he's like, hey, Mafia 2 news coming. Yeah, I hear somebody <laughs> talking about Mafia? I got but plenty it, it of Mafia like, news. You really, you really misread that NDA, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, this game's been rumored for a while. Rumors sur- the story reads, rumors surfaced late 2012 that 2K Check was developing the third installment for PS4 and Xbox One, with the goal being a launch title for both systems. If true, the development may have been affected when 2K Check suffered layoffs in 2011 and was massively restructured in early 2014. It is thought that Mafia 3 may take place in an open world Louisiana. If really? a casting call from Take-Two last March is to be believed. That yeah. sounds cool. Uh, I liked Mafia 2 a lot. It was definitely a game that was incomplete, but uh, nice job. Good voice acting. Yeah. Uh, interesting story. Characters. So, um, we'll see how that pans out. That was a long time ago, though. That was 2010. It was, yeah. That's another game I remember reviewing a long, 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 long time ago. Many moons ago. Uh, just a quick uh, note. Evolve has gone gold. I know people are really excited about that. We talked about it a little bit. Uh, Turtle Rock is uh, wrapped development up of the game, which means they're now going to do their patch. What's up? I'm going to grab my power break. I'll be right back. Okay. Bye. Just keep going. Okay. Uh, the story from Seth Macy reads to coincide with the news 2K has released in the, uh, the intro cinematic from the upcoming co-op title. You can check that out on IGN. Doesn't that bum you out? The intro cinematics kind of being just like bandied about like like harlots in the night. Just I, I hate I, like I remember back in the day like getting to a cutscene was this a um, there was this amazing kind of like pageantry mm-hmm. to it. Like absolutely, there were like three cutscenes in Duke Nukem 3D. You know, like you'd get a you'd get a Blizzard game and you get to see like. Two cutscenes of orcs like yelling at each other or something. No, it was very exciting. It was like the time you know during the pre-render days on PS One yep. or whatever when you would patiently put a game in and wait for the intro cinematic to play, even though you really wanted to press start and get into the game. You knew that this was really pretty. I, my favorite was always Wild Arms, which was a mm. really early PS One game that had a great intro, and then it just was sprite based. Yeah, but yeah, I agree. That's kind of something special that should be waited until the. That just, uh, just seems like kind of this this really just this last kind of almost half-assed effort when marketing a game like hey, here's the thing you get to see if you buy it you could buy it and see that but eh. <laughs> but here it is anyway yeah uh another quick note uh for the readers and listeners out there resident evil the remake remake so resident evil hd remaster as the name is called is uh the remake of the remake as it says in the story, which is right. Really cool. So I, th- I think I, I understand. It is, what you're I guess saying. it is the GameCube version. Well, we asked that question a while ago. Is right. it the GameCube version? I guess it is. Um, it releases January twentieth, uh, and it is available for uh, pre-load right now on all platforms. Apparently, so. Elijah Steele writes into Beyond at IGN.com just like you can, and says, "Hi there, Greg, Colin, and Marty." 
Marty spelled has my failed name wrong. you, Elijah. He was close. Yeah, well, I mean, once in a while, Marty's here. <laughs> I pre-ordered Resident Evil on PSN so it would be playable at midnight, fully expecting it not to be playable until 3 a.m. Many friends here on the East Coast have experienced not being able to play till 3 a.m. But I noticed on the PSN page that it, quote, will be playable at midnight Eastern time. When was this fixed? This greatly excited me. Thanks and beyond, Elijah, a.k.a. Loco Lizard Man. No, local lizard man. We know local lizard man well. I have no idea when that was fixed, and I wouldn't believe it. I wouldn't take it to the bank yet until you're playing it at midnight Eastern time. It's it, that's always been the stupidest thing about these preloads mm. is that they make us they make people wait in anywhere for the San Francisco time. Even though I guess there's an argument that if in San Francisco it popped at midnight Eastern time, I wouldn't go to the store to buy it. Like it's it a is weird. A little, thing. It is. It is weird. It's still a nice convenience, but it's, it, it makes you wonder why people in those different time zones just go to the store if they're that desperate to play it early. But you're only losing three hours. Yeah. At the most. Yeah. If you're living in Denver, you're only losing an hour. So it's not really a big That's deal. how math works. Yeah. yeah, that is how math works. No, it's always been stupid that they do that. But I and I and who's going who's gonna to be at home like, oh, man, I can't wait to buy... Yeah, I guess I'm not actually. But if you're, I like how you're having this internal conflict with well, yourself Well, it's just right like, now. you know, especially when you're talking about the preload thing. If I was like at... At midnight Eastern time, it's nine o'clock here. I'm like, oh yeah, the order. I was gonna buy it tomorrow. I can buy it right now. And then I buy it. It, it, it installs in like two hours, an hour. Internet's are slow. You know, it's it's really kind of funny that just the, the internet really screws up the whole idea of midnight showings for things. Yes. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. It absolutely does. You know, um, Waiting in line to see a movie and so, oh man, it sucked. Thanks, Rhode Island. Thanks a lot. Nice work. That's why I love when they start doing those at 9 p.m. too. The midnight showing at nine o'clock. I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, the whole zeitgeist of those kinds of openings is is definitely lost now. Um, for sure, but that's just the way it goes. That's Everything what has to go digital. Make these movies digital. Uh, this is interesting news uh, and weird and kind of sad news, especially if you have a, a, a loving a love for Japanese games, and I definitely do. Um, you? Yeah, me. Wow. Uh, Japan's console and video game sales hit 24-year low. The story reads from Jenna Pitcher. Um, according to the story, Japanese consumers spent less on console hardware and software in 2014 than in any year within the last 24 years, according to sales released by Famitsu. Famitsu, of course, is the famous weekly Japanese magazine for gaming that's been around for about 30 years. Um, figures show that total expenditure for 2014 reached 369 billion yen. Um, and this, So basically, the, it's a 10% de- decrease year over year. And uh, if you go on IGN.com or go to NeoGAF, since uh, a user named Road there actually made a, a graph which we've embedded um, – in our story here on IGN, basically just shows the ebb and flow. And what's interesting is that 2006, 2007 was really the high point for the industry in Japan. So that's like GameCube, PS, uh, PS3 era, interestingly. Um, and yeah, you, oh, have yeah. To go, you have to go back to, so 369, blah, blah, blah. yeah, so you have to go back to 1990 to find sales this low. Um, interestingly, these numbers don't include mobile games there you go. Um, or download sales. And obviously anyone who's been to Japan knows that that's, you know, that's all you That's what they do. That's what they play. Puzzles so. and dragons. Puzzles and dragons. Um, so yeah, that's uh, it's it's basically track sales include physical sales of both handheld and home consoles, and not digital sales. But what does this mean, Max? I think it means that maybe it's the way of the future, and that they are doing stuff digitally over there. Maybe, yeah, for chance. Yeah. It could just be the fact that everyone's jumping on mobile. It could be like the kind of it's the, the the shift in. I mean, we haven't really. We've seen kind of a decline in, in uh, and I'm sure someone's going to be mad about this. We've seen kind of a decline in, in Japanese game popularity, you know? Yeah. No, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing for me. Is it, is it just the Western and the Japanese audiences skewing further? I mean, that's what it's been like forever, right? And the way that, like, Japanese yeah. games that come out here, that many find audiences, many don't, right? And they come out and they feel uh, antiquated. They don't feel up to, like, what we want out of our games, right? And that's why you see Western developers taking off. Yeah, and why you see prominent Japanese developers not wanting to make Japanese-style games anymore, like Inafune. So yeah. it's like, um, and, uh, you know, 
basically it's it's an issue of you know there's there's great Japanese publishers and developers like for sure. Um, you know, Platinum's a great developer. Uh, you know, I really like what Spike Jonsoft did with Danganronpa. We talked about that many mm-hmm. times. I mean, they're, they're good games. NIS will bring anything over here that's Japanese and find their market because there's, you know, 50,000, 100,000 people that buy these games and that's profitable for them. Um, but I agree. I think that it, it is a sign of uh, dying times in Japan in terms of console and uh, kind of traditional gaming. But at the mm-hmm. same time, you go there, um, everyone's playing games and games are everywhere. And there's a rich gaming heritage there for sure. It's, just, it's just, it, I, I mean, it's huge. I mean, there's a whole part of the city Akihabara translates to Electric Town. Yeah. You know, it's like that is there's a, a part of the uh, there's nowhere else in the world where there's a part of the city that is video, it's video games. Yeah, that's yeah. what they do there, and you know, yeah. electronics and uh, anime and that kind of thing. So it's never going to go away completely, but it is sad. I, I, you know, as a hardcore gamer, a gamer much like all of us that are, have a kind of a console and handheld pedigree, I am saddened by the transition to these. For sure, with oh, gaming. Yeah. I mean, that's, listening that's to your MP3, he held up his phone. That's definitely my. That's definitely a bummer to me. I don't feel like you can play certain kinds of games, and never will be able to play certain kinds of games on a touchpad, but yeah. or you know, a touchscreen. But people like it. And when you go to Japan, I, I play Vita on the subway there, and I'm the only one playing Vita on the subway there. And there's hmm. people playing 3DS, and everyone else is on their phones. And that's just the way. That's just the way it is. So, I saw a lot of 3DSs when I was there. Yeah, good, a good amount. Not, yeah. not. I mean, phones by far. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. Saw a f- few people playing Vita. Yeah, but. You know, I was like little tchotchkes hanging you off. You want to know things. something really perplexing? In yes. Japan, uh, 50 Cent Blood on the Sand was published by Bethesda. Yeah, that is weird. I don't really weird. I want to know what happened. <laughs> like, who got drunk at <laughs> who what Who lost meeting? that bet? <laughs> like, yeah, what? What? <laughs> but l- listen, if you make a 50 Cent game, we'll publish it in Japan. I roll. <laughs> Two years it, later, yeah, they're like, here it is. Isn't Call of... I, I could be wrong about this, but isn't Call of Duty um, published by Square in Japan? That sounds right. Um, I remember, I remember there, they, somebody weird publishes it over there. Not weird, but you know what I mean. Not Activision. Yeah, there's like some weird. That always fascinates me. Yeah, yeah. looking at it. Yeah, like, it could you be... don't think you can do it? We can do it. We'll do it. Yeah. You know? well, it was like Dark Souls, right? Yeah, it was published by Japan and Square. So even or advanced, even advanced warfare was. And yeah, and then there's all sorts of weird stuff like that. Yeah, I guess they just figure out their their home market and what they yeah. want or whatever, make a little extra cash. Yeah. Um, I don't believe the story for a minute, by the way. But I'm gonna read it. This to next anyway. one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, according to a story by Steve Watts at IGN, goofy voice actor claims Kingdom Hearts 3 coming this year. Mm. Uh, Kingdom Hearts that sounds 3... sounds like one goofy voice actor. Yeah. High five, there it is. That's what I think. Kingdom Hearts 3 may be closer than we expected, according to the voice actor behind one of its central characters, the story reads. Bill Farmer, who has voiced the character Goofy for years in both the Kingdom Hearts series and various cartoons, says that as far as he's been told, the much-anticipated sequel is due out later this year. He also claims his voice recording is already finished. That's not surprising. Um... So through tweets acquired by Gaming Forum NeoGAF, um, he says, I am certain that this is what I, I know and have been told in terms of the game coming out this year. Yeah. We've talked a lot about how that doesn't seem like it's possible. Um, but we could be wrong. And now I know a lot of Kingdom Hearts fans would be really excited about that, especially with HD 1.5 and 2.5 coming out the last two years um, or year and a half, uh, kind of prepping as we, as we see sometimes yeah. with HD collections. But based on the crossover between the leadership and the teams working on Final Fantasy 15 and Kingdom Hearts 3, it doesn't make any sense. That the game would be ready to go. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, like I've said many times, I don't know if you agree with this, Max. That this game maybe 2017 holiday, 2017. Yeah, does, like I just, it seems so far that. away. You know, like I, when we were in Japan and Tokyo for a Tokyo Game Show, the Final Fantasy 15 team told us that they're 55 percent done with Final Fantasy 14 yeah. or 15 as of September. So how like it just the, the math doesn't add up to me, but no. maybe we're, we'll see. Also, I'll be damned if I'm gonna listen to Goofy. 
Come on. I just, God, the voice actors are real. I love that they just, they, they're kind of just checked out when it yeah. comes to like, don't talk about this, don't tell people things, because it's. I, I have to wonder, though, how hard it is to keep it all straight. I just, we just, I just interviewed Troy for Up at Noon, right? And I didn't, I, I never want to give anybody a leading question that could get them in trouble. And so it's like, so what else? You're not a real journalist, what can, Craig. I'm not, 100% when it comes to <laughs> Up at <you>. Noon <laughs> or video game reporting. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, what can you tell me about Uncharted 4 and let them go? Because I don't want to be like, I think I heard this from Game Informer. What I, I didn't even read the Game Informer. I read the gaff bullet points of Pretty Game sure Informer. Pretty sure it comes out this weekend. So I it's don't like, know. Is, your, is this your storyline? Like, I don't remember what part of that I've heard from where. And it's not like yeah. I want to be like, well, make them, you know, I don't know. And so it's got to be hard. The example I always give, especially in this scenario, right, is Eric Layden when he was doing, uh, you know, he was Cole from Infamous and Infamous 2. And so then when it came time for PlayStation All-Stars and IMDb put up this whole list of fake people in there saying David Hayter was Snake and stuff, Eric Layden saw that, thought it was confirmed because he who who else is in this game? I don't know. And yeah. tweeted like, "Oh, so great to be working with all these people." And I was <laughs> like, "Dude, those aren't in the game." He's like, "It's on IMDb." I'm like, "It's not the same thing." Yeah, like it's not like voice actors are in from every step of the way when you're putting out a video game. I'm sure Goofy's people were like, "Oh yeah, 2015." Eric Layden, like, of okay. course, from the Killing. Mad Men. As oh yeah, well. yeah, yeah, Betty's brother. Uh, just two quick notes before we wrap up the news. Planetside 2's PlayStation 4 closed beta is beginning January 20th, if you're interested mm. in that. Um, you can sign up, I think, still at Planet, uh, Planetside 2's website, which I believe is planetside2.com. Planetside 2 must hate Destiny. Yeah. God, yeah. Destiny got there on consoles long before they did in there. It's kind of the same thing, right, of like MMORPG with guns. Yeah, well, they had their opportunity. I mean, that sure. game has been going for a long time on PC. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Joe Danger 2, the movie on Vita's release date, will be January 13th in North America and January 14th, so today, if you're listening to this on Tuesday. Uh, it's just big news because that kind of came out of nowhere, and I know that that port was promised a while ago. So yeah. people that are excited about that can that's, look for that um, game That's imminently. Hello Games, right? That's yes. the guys doing No Man's Sky? Now, now that this is off their plate, yeah. straight <laughs> to getting No Man's Sky right into your PlayStation yeah. 4. No, I, I love that kind of stuff where there's a, a developer that makes that much of a crazy leap in another direction. Right, yeah, yeah. Let's do something totally totally different it's really good to look at that and be like you know they're not they're not one trick ponies yeah like, there are people who are going to do silly things and colorful things and then they're going to go do something entirely different right you know? right 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 max yes it's 5 p.m oh you have to adjourn i'm going to turn into a pumpkin before you go what's your tell everybody your twitter my twitter's max scoville m-a-x-s-c-o-v-i-l-l-e that's easy yeah it's just a bunch of letters that are connected to. Are the there any other Max Scovilles out there you, you see floating around the I internet? I think so. Nice, that's a good name. You get a, a you get job. Yeah. Yeah. A, yeah. You got the Scoville units. Yeah. That's no, always a big I'm, thing. I'm apparently the mascot of Hot Pepper Gaming. Yeah, you oh. are. I think about you every time I see yeah. that because it's. Uh, I, you're, <laughs> every time for... it flashes up, how many Scovilles it is? Like, oh yeah, yeah Max. Hundred thousand Scovilles. It's yeah. the hundred thousand Max. I'll be on there eventually. It's gonna be. It's gonna be good. I mean, oh, they're great people. Yeah. I've been training. Oh really? Yeah. I got some. I got some. Some peppered things. It is bad news it's bears. Really bad. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. I don't, I don't. You know. I don't. I don't. I know some people like hot food. I like hot food just fine. But yeah. Jesus Christ. Like you know what I mean. Like it's just like <laughs> mistakes were made. Yeah. It was really bad. It's bad yeah. news. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, habanero was so much worse. This is my oh. second appearance. And like the ch- Thai chili peppers I did on the Up at Noon set, they weren't bad. It was totally like, oh man, that was hot. Ha ha. Big deal. And the habanero like stopped me cold. Like I just couldn't function. Stopped you cold. Yeah. Stopped me cold. Hot. No. Oh. No. You can leave now. I'll, I'll You've had your chance. Max. I love you. Congratulations again on the job. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Thanks for coming, guys. Max. And yeah, congratulations. Yeah. Welcome. And, uh, and best of luck in, in future ventures. Thank, thank you so you. much. We appreciate right. that. I'll All see right. you guys later. All All right, right, I love man. you. Be well. Oh, wait. Hold on. One, one quick shout out. I want to I say hey to uh, Kyle and Laura, who are big fans of this show, and they let me sleep in their guest room in Hawaii. I think they love, they love your stuff. Aww. I think I had you autograph a napkin for Kyle a while ago. Oh, cool. All right, cool. Yeah. All, All right. right. Bye. Love you. Bye. Um, Colin. Yes. I'll tell you what. Yeah, tell me. Planet Side 2. Uh-huh. Poof.
That's a game, all right. It's it. It's, I'm, I'm going to check it out for a little bit. That was one of those things. That Matt Higby, good dude, came on up right, right, a long right. time ago to tell me about it. And actually, hinted on that show that he was bringing it to PS4, which was a big deal back then. Oh, that's right. Uh, however, hmm. that game, dude, it's not even near coming out yet. The twentieth? That's forever ago. It, it is. If I wanted to know what I could pick up right now, where would I go? Uh, you would go to the Andrew Memorial, or we have to Andrew Goldfarb Memorial list of upcoming PlayStation software on all three platforms by the IGN editors. What's going to be most interesting, though, is what this. Do you think when we leave the show that they'll name things after us? This is a question a lot of people get. If you want, I can find it for you real quick. Because somebody definitely there's definitely one in here about. I don't get the beyond emails anymore, so I don't even read them. Yeah, I know. All right. Well, let's read this real quick. There's not many games coming out this week. Uh, Atelier Ayesha Plus, The Alchemist of Dusk, is coming to Vita digitally. Brandish the Dark Revenant is coming to PSP and is available uh, on PS Vita TV and PS Vita as well. Joe Danger 2, the movie, is coming to Vita digitally. Monopoly Deal is coming to PS3 digitally. Monopoly Plus is coming to PS3 digitally. And Shakespeare's is coming to Vita digitally. Shakespeare's? Yep, Shakespeare's. Is it a pizza place? Shakespeare's is a game of glory, honor, and fame. Become a valiant knight and enter tournaments to compete for the heart of a beautiful lady. Travel through four worlds of wonder, win battles in 20 cities, and beat challenging bosses in this epic game. It's time to become a hero for the ages. Ah, Charles Harris writes into beyond.ign.com just like you can. It says beyond. Beyond. The Roper Report. The Andrew Goldfarb IGN Memorial in Ryan's wrap-up. What segment would you, Greg, and Colin, want to be named after you on Podcast Beyond? Kudos on the new venture full-time. Love you guys. Always beyond. I Here's my prediction. Mm. If you want me to go out on a limb. Mm. You and I have been with Podcast Beyond a long time. Mm. Episode 1, episode 90s. 8? 98. 98. Damn, nailed it. Awesome. Perfect. Good job, Greg. Um, I imagine when Marty, in however they set up whoever he's with and whatever happens... I, I guess I shouldn't. I'm not speaking. I'm speaking as a fan. Like you watching or listening to this show. When our, Colin and I's you know, freelance run here, as we transition you into a world without us, is over, I bet they ditch a lot of our baggage. <laughs> I bet a lot of our baggage gets ditched. I wouldn't be. I mean, like I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if you don't hear any of the jingles, any of this. I, does Marty know all the jingles? Does he feel the jingles? You know what I mean? And they got to make their own show. Yeah, right? exactly. I mean, like, Podcast Beyond, well, I, I really feel like Greg and I and, and obviously Roper and Clements and Goldfarb and everyone. Jeff and Sam. We're the spirit of the show and I think in the soul of the show, and I don't think that's ever going to change. Um, but when Beyond is taken over by other people, they have to make it their own show. And yeah. For better or for worse, like, I, you know, I hope you guys stick with it at that time. They'll make their own thing that makes them laugh like we've done things that made us laugh and for some reason other people laugh as well right 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 so yeah that's no, a good way of putting it yeah yeah I, I i wouldn't be surprised if this changes everything oh just like the playstation move i was yeah exactly i was thinking about even cha- if, uh, if i would if i was getting beyond after all this and i hadn't worked on it i'd change the logo too oh you, i mean you got to come in you got to say these this that's been our logo since 150 mm-hmm. that's a long time yeah that's many years yeah so it's like the honors about the same logo since 1972 so what do you think of that? They had those ugly jerseys at one time. The fisherman logos. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they got rid of that real quick. Well, there you go. Well, maybe that's what'll happen here. Yeah. They they switch to something new. It's it's a it's 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 somebody's face. It's Brian's face mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. he's got beyond in his teeth and brap on his lower teeth. Right, 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 right. Nobody would want that probably. No, well, you, you don't know until you put it out there. That's true. You got to it's how you, you do a little it. market research. Yeah. Lord knows. That's all the news, that's all the games. Oh, wow. Okay. That was an easy one. Uh what time do you have to be wrapped up today? 
as soon as possible. Okay. Uh, but we just got started really late. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah, I we apologize. Up, it was my last up at noon. Troy Baker's plane was delayed. I had to cry in there. They gave me a cake. I had to take photos with everybody last time, so apologies. But you still... No, it's all about you, Greg. I really dislike you on many levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, throw me into the bus like that on, di- on this day of all days? I was just stating the obvious. It's all about you. It is true. I'm sorry. Maybe one day it'll be about you. I would prefer that it wasn't. Today's not that day, though. I prefer that it was never about me. <laughs> uh, let's answer some questions. I'll try to get you out of here by 5.30. How's that sound? That, 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 that's at the Too very late? latest. Yeah. Okay. Then I'll, how about 5.20? That's, that's 15 fine. Minutes. Let's just, let's just see what happens. Okay. How about we just debate how much time you have yeah, the rest sure, of the sure, show? Sure, sure, sure. Uh, Kelson writes into beyond.ign.com and says, Beyond Greg beyond, Collin beyond, in beyond. the ever-rotating bearded position. Beyond, beyond, beyond. I couldn't help. I couldn't help see... He, he couldn't help but see that the last three Naughty Dog games have gotten game of the year in a row in their release. Do you think Uncharted 4 has already secured its game of the year before it's even out and that Naughty Dog will keep being the top dog? Oh. Thanks for thanks, uh, thanks and love your hard work. Kelson Jennings well, from we Texas. What does he mean by that? Because some, certainly someone gave those games a uh, game of the year, but we didn't give Uncharted 3 game of the year even though I voted for it for game of the year. Yeah, what did um, we give it that year? Skyrim? I don't know. Did... 11, yeah, no, no, 2011 was, no, it wasn't Skyrim. No, it was Portal, Portal 2. 2. Portal 2. Yeah, I, I, I could picture the video where they're walking through the Skyrim world, and then we shoot the Portal into That the was air. the first time that I voted for a game that didn't win. That's um, when it all started for you. And, uh, no, so, but generally, I mean, there are sites that definitely did give that uh, that game game of the year, and I, I think that's a great game. Yeah. Um, really fantastic game. Uh, no, I don't think anything's, I think there's a lot of questions with Uncharted 4 that need to be answered. I don't think that there's any confidence there's a lot of confidence in the game, and I don't think there's any confidence that it's necessarily going to be the game-changing Uncharted 2-like game that we saw back in 2009. Uh, new team, they're working on it. Different. I think there's a possibility on- too. Like you know what I mean? Like that little snippet. I, I guess is your. What's your definition of game-changing for Uncharted? You know what I mean? Like there's going to be more action than ever. You know what I mean? It seems like there's not going to be a moment to rest in that game. It seems like there's stealth in that game. It seems like the enemies are a bit smarter, and they, you know, they have different. They go from alerted to unalerted to alerted. It's like unlearned. I thought for sure I'd get something out of you. No, no, it's 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 fine. I it's mean, a what cromulent else word. That's okay. That's a, I mean, what else are you gonna say? To I mean, I don't. That? Yeah, I don't know. I think. I mean, it looks beautiful too. It runs really well, right? That's the giant. Uh, that's what people would knock two and three for, right? Is like three didn't wasn't that big of a graphical upgrade, and it wasn't that big of a set piece upgrade and stuff, right? Right. Yeah. I think it's gonna have that. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I, I I'm I'm excited about it. I think it's gonna be great, but you know, who knows? I mean, there's a lot of games coming out this year that look great, so. Uh, We'll have to see how it all shakes out. We're far away from Uncharted 4. Yeah. Far away. You sticking with it being this year? Are you uh, finally getting back maybe, on the Greg Miller train? Maybe. We'll yeah, see. Greg Miller's making convincing It'll become clear. Yeah, it'll yeah, become yeah, clear yeah. to us by E3 whether it's going to come out this year, I think. Yeah. What will be the telltale signs at E3? If it's not playable by E3, then it's not coming out this year. Interesting. Yeah. I'd, I'd agree with that. This one comes from Ryan. He writes in and says, Beyond. Beyond. Dear Greg Collin and Marte. I hear Colin talk often about his excitement for all these indie games coming out, and each time I sigh and shake my head. While independent games can be great, I feel like they are often unfairly given too much leniency in quality and content, since they are quote-unquote indies and are therefore fighting against the man, i.e. big publishers. They are given this skin of tortured artists who make games for the craft and not to be fun. To solidify my view, one must only watch indie games the movie. The attitude and mentality of the developer's 
shown were off-putting that or so off-putting that I either put the games down for good or made the decision not to buy them. After hearing Phil Fish state that he would quote unquote kill himself if his game didn't sell, sell, I uninstalled the game and vowed to stay away from game, his games forever. I don't want the life of someone in my hands like that. Luckily, he himself made that easy by no longer developing games. I wish people would just talk about the games they love and what they are looking forward to and move away from the indie moniker because that phrase has all the angsty hipster smell that just hangs around in the air and won't go away. I can't be the only one. Damn. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting point. I, I, I think I agree with you that, and we've talked about this in the past. We talked about this at IGN when we used to have downloadable game of the year and and downloadable uh, PSN list and a PS3 list for top 25. I, I agree that we need to get to a place where the games are judged based on being games. That said, there are indie games, so-called indie games, that are way better than the retail their retail counterparts. Yeah. And uh, I don't agree that, that indie games get a pass at all. I actually think it's the exact opposite. I think they have to do new and different things to get attention. And often the, game, the indie games that do get attention for doing new and different things well get that attention because the games are good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mm-hmm. best game of last year to me was Shovel Knight. Uh, that's a game that was kickstarted and made by a small group of guys. Um, and, uh, you know, so... I don't think I think it's it's people think it's hips or whatever. That's fine. I don't really care. It's it's a matter of you know this is where the special stuff's happening right now is in that space. I mean it, it is, um, you know. But the the point is that we should be open minded to play everything. If you're if you're closed minded, like you're, it's a pretty closed minded point of view to say um, I'm not going to play indie games. Yeah, that's like me saying like like I'm not closed minded at all. I play all sorts of stuff. I play Call of Duty every year. I'm like the most unclosed minded indie game fan ever. Um, in that respect, I think you know. So it's yeah. not like. Um, you can't play everything, but it's just to say that this is where gaming is and, and kind of the, the way it's the, the echelons of gaming and how people talk about it and describe it right now. That's the way it is. Because the only other way you can call an indie game an indie game is say, well, well, it's a, you know, like Child of Light's not an indie game. Ubisoft published that, one of the biggest publishers in the world. But it is a small game, it's a downloadable game. Like, how, yeah. do, you, how do you describe and talk about those games in a way that makes sense? Um, small yeah, game, cheap game, you know, I don't know. It's, I understand what he's saying that the moniker has been ruined by. And I, this is these are his words. Obviously, the moniker has been ruined by people who come come out and say it and do whatever. That happens with everything, right? That a bad apple can spoil the bunch for you. But there's so many amazing independent developers, and like I don't when I meet when I meet Drinkbox and hang, we hang out with them, right? Or I go see a Cappy game and talk to Nate. Like I'm not thinking like, oh, these guys are so indie. Yeah, they're into it. Well, and they're just normal dudes who love video games and are making awesome games. And at no point talking to them have they ever been like, yeah, man, down with the man. Yeah, oh, they're so much cooler. No, they're than doing that. their own thing and they're they're charting their own course. I mean, what what people have to understand about a lot of these indie devs is that they didn't just stumble into this. Guys at um, Housemark or Drinkbox or whatever can easily be leaders at AAA developers if they yeah. wanted to be. Yeah. It's just that they don't want to be. They want to make their games the way they want to make them in ways that are um, commercially viable for smaller groups of people. Activision wouldn't make a game like Guacamelee any more than than Drinkbox would make a game like Call of Duty. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. The, the, the beauty of the ecosystem that we live in and exist in right now is that there's all sorts of games and all sorts of different types of people making them, and there's nothing wrong with that. To say that you're going to swear off the indie game because of the way some people talk about it just means you're going to miss out on a lot of great games, and so I feel bad for you. Yeah, exactly. Don't be closed-minded. Play <clears throat> everything. Or, I mean, don't, don't worry about the labels. Just play everything that's interesting to you. Yeah, absolutely. Don't say, like, I'm not going to play tri- – I only play AAA games. What does that even mean? Yeah, so if you only play AAA games, I'm sorry because you're going to play about Shovel Knight is an year. indie game. That's a AAA game because it's amazing. Yeah, I mean that's and that's the whole point. It's like if you're waiting, if you're waiting only for AAA games, you're going to be disappointed, especially in the coming years. 
you can be real disappointed. <laughs> Will writes into beyond.ign.com just like you can and says, Hey, Greg, Colin, and Mr. Sleva. So when I booted up my PS4, my first PlayStation system, I realized something drastic. Because I am under 18 years old, I am doomed. Why? Because anyone under 18 must make a PSN sub-account. Basically, when I become an adult, I'll be stuck with an account that is under the control of my dad's master account due to Sony not allowing a child's account to change to an adult account when they turn 18. Either I play until I'm 18 and lose everything I have, trophies, game saves, etc., and make a new adult account, or I'm stuck with a kid account forever, or I lie about my age and have an adult account now. What should I do, thanks and beyond? You lie about your age. We talk yeah, I mean, about it. It's, it's the I mean, internet. That's, that's, I mean, but also, it's just that's the solution they've left you with. Yeah. It's, unreal, it's unreasonable. To have someone follow the rules when they cannot benefit from following the rules later on. It's just stupid. I mean, it, it's it's it, he sounds like he's acting like there's still a, cho- a choice here. Like, he hasn't gotten deep into it. So that'd be the main thing I would do is, yeah. Like, how many times do you click on a trailer? Like, and it's like... Oh, a, I'm born in 1910 every time exactly. I go on Exactly. <laughs> a January... I'm going one, January 1st, whatever the I'd hell. I'd love to see the data from that. Like, well, yeah, we probably a, have it here. What a terrible system to keep people out. And yeah, this is a problem. Good job on you, Will, for going through and learning the, you know, ins and outs of the PlayStation to know that this is a problem if it's beforehand. Or if you're just, if you know, it's your first system, you're just getting into it. Yeah, you still have time to say, well, I'm only level two trophies. Screw it. I'll lose the ones I had for this, that, and the other. You know what I mean? Like, right. yeah, get out and fake it. Make a cool name that you won't regret. I mean, I, I respect when people want to follow the rules. I just wonder, like, what you benefit from that in this particular instance. I'm not the saying fact that you can't to... change it. Exactly. I mean, that's just that's a broken system, and that's a system that needs to be fixed. There's a lot about the PSN that needs to be fixed. It's kind of, in some ways, a little embarrassing like, yeah. with the little things that need to be fixed. And I'm sure that there are technical reasons why it's hard to do, but it needs to be done. I'm looking for a worse... P- oh, here we go. This is a good one. I had to find a worse PSN name, mm. but is that we're doing it at random here on the fly because we had the questions down, but then everything fell apart. It's hot as hell in here, by the way. We're getting out of here. It's, it's time for it to go. hot as hell in here. Colin, it's time for our favorite segment now, the worst PlayStation Network name of the week. Are you ready? Yes. This one comes from Kyle. Kyle writes, and it says, hey, guys, Beyond. Beyond. I've been playing a lot of Crucible and Destiny lately, and more often than not, there's a few names worth a good laugh. I've got two submissions, so please pick your favorite. I'm going to let... The audience picked their favorite. Okay. In the comments of the Beyond article, you decide which one is the be- the worst of these two, all right? Either puppies dash the, the letter B dash tasty, puppies be tasty, mm-hmm. or booty juice 312. No, that's definitely the one. Booty juice 312? What booty, you doing over there? Booty juice is definitely the one that I enjoy more than uh, puppies be tasty. Kyle says, thanks again for sticking with the whole podcast beyond rigmarole. It wouldn't be the same without you. Or it won't be the same without you. Because he admits it'll end one day. Kyle. Thank you, Kyle, for listening. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. This has been Podcast Beyond, episode 377. Sorry it was a bit more run and gun today. A lot of things happening. We want to make sure we got you a show, because if we didn't hit it to this amount, there would be no show today. You'd all cry and yell at me, and then be mad and whatever. All don't, yell at don't yell at me. Don't yell at me. Don't yell at me. Don't we all yell try our best if you want, but yell don't yell at me. Yell at Max. Can somebody be mean to him? He got here. Everybody's like, oh, welcome to the welcome to IG. And Max, give him some hell. Show him a thing or two. You didn't get any hell when you came here. Oh, no, not at all. No, everybody was super, super down with Greg Miller coming in, reviewing Lair. Ladies and gentlemen, Podcast Beyond is IGN's PlayStation podcast. It's the number one PlayStation podcast on the internet. Each and every Tuesday, we post it as an MP3 and a video for your liking. You can get it on the MP3 services. You can get it at IGN.com. You can go to YouTube.com slash IGN and get it there. Of course, Colin and I no longer work for IGN. We are freelancing some episodes of Podcast Beyond, and that will end one day, and we will give you a warning before our last show. To keep up with us and our current projects, follow us on Twitter, on Game Over Greggy. Colin's no taxation. Then, of course, keep up with Max Scoville, at Max Scoville, at IGN. Um, 
make sure you come to IGN because they keep the mics on, read the articles, watch the videos, be a member of Prime, go to splitreason.com slash IGN, buy shirts, uh, go like the, like the uh, Naomi's Instagram photos, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. buy Damon's music. Mm-hmm. I think Sam plays a lot of pinball, mm-hmm. so send him mm-hmm. pinball tips if you ever see stuff like that. Every episode of Podcast Beyond ends in a song, in a segment we call Ryan's Wrap-Up. Now, fl- I had one here and I saw that I Is liked. It's the one that's starred. Yeah, did you see it? I didn't yeah, see it's it. right there. Thank you. No, that, this one? That's a star. Well, yeah, but that says Evolve Hype. That's, that I was a question we didn't get to. I, well, that's why I was There's wondering why. This is it. It's, it's, this one comes from Sean Fountain. Sean says, Beyond. Beyond. My apparently really damn good 8-bit version of the legendary Metal Gear Solid theme song. Enjoy, my friends. Well, here you go. That's it. Sean that's put it. up a I YouTube. Like I like it short and yeah, sweet. Yeah, Sean put up a YouTube video. I'm going to try to figure out what is Sean. It's Sean Fountain, Metal Gear Solid theme, 8-bit. What is that art? Um, cool. it's probably off at Sean's. Yeah, it's Sean's little logo there. Oh, oh Sean's only got seventy-seven subscribers. Everybody, it's Sean Fountain on uh, that their YouTube. Just F- Sean Fountain, S E A N Fountain, Metal Gear Solid theme, eight bit from. Oh man, he published it on the in December thirtieth, two thousand thirteen. Yeah, wow. He's only got five comments. I'm posting beyond right now. No, I gotta log yeah, we'll out. Yeah, we'll we'll do, yeah, I got a lot of YouTube accounts nowadays. It's hard to. I don't want to post with that YouTube account. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been our pleasure to serve you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your support last week. Here is Sean Fountain with the Metal Gear Solid theme, eight bit.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.